probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. This one's for our social followers. Because I'm joined by the man I am looking for. It's Blind or Richie. <laughs> that is it, people. We have we have moved away from the Star Wars puns because we've done them all. All the Bly Star Wars puns are done. They are they are gone as far as we're aware of. Um, Mayboy, Blind or Richie, I love it. But how on earth are you, you naughty boy? Are you easy like Monday? Or Wednesday evening, when this drops on a Wednesday, I'll go over to, with with the Wednesday. Are you easy like a Wednesday evening? <laughs> I'm easy like Wednesday evening. I'm not going to sing it though. Yeah, man. Just um, as we say, just keeping keeping on, keeping on at the minute. There's not much we can do apart from staying, um, work from home, or look after kids, or educate children, and try and keep your sanity in these sort of strange times. And on that, I do hope all of our dear listeners are staying safe and keeping well. We've got our Discord server. We'll mention that later on as well but me yeah i'm doing all right i'm just same old jab of the huds but how about uh master blywalker how are you mate yeah man i'm good i'm good we had a cheeky little weekend now that something that is pretty cool is the clocks went forward here in the uk so now we're starting to get into spring you know the evenings are lighter you know we're recording this at at what what is the time at the moment it's 7 30 7 34 mate and it's light outside it's wet but it's light is it raining where you are? Yeah, it's been raining in Britain. Let me see. Hang on, let me see if... Uh... Okay, so it, do you know what? I can see clear sky, man, and the, and the ground yeah. is is actually dry. I'm living in the wrong place. Whereas, which is weird. Place. Is it raining right now? Um, let me move my curtains over in, my, uh, in the expensive studio I own here. Uh, <laughs> no, but it has been. I reckon about 10 minutes ago it stopped. Ah, you naughty, naughty, spicy (laughs) man. Um, Yeah, no, all good, man. But I tell you one thing, I I look forward to every week, week in, week out. I love the escapism that comes with a Star Wars podcast. So I just want to thank you. I want to thank this podcast. I want to thank all our listeners, the community, the Discord server, the lot of you. You guys are keeping us grounded, and hopefully we can keep you grounded a little bit in some beautiful little escapism. So that leads me to being ready to shoot the galactic breeze. Sweet. Shall we find out what's going on in the, in the galactic news round, mate? Let's do it, mate. A reunion of Luke, Han and Leia exists in stop-motion form via the Leo Legendary 10 on YouTube. Michael Bean of Aliens and Terminator fame has reportedly been cast in The Mandalorian Season 2. The Cassian Andor series will feature background and unused characters from Rogue One according to Neil Scanlan. 
And also on YouTube, Mr. Sunday Movies has dropped an awesome animated version of Colin Trevorrow's Jewel of the Fates. <laughs> you, you were so close to saying Mr. Sunday Morning, weren't yes. you? After our conversation earlier. Yeah, easy like that, man. <laughs> That's why I'm easy. Easy, la- I'm not even going to say it. Uh, but I, I wasn't. I'm not. I wouldn't even try to edit that kind of faux pas out. We're pros. We live and die by our foibles. So, Mr. Sunday Morning slash Movies, shout out for a wonderful video. Now, for this week, our main discussion. If you're on our socials, you will have seen it. If not, here it is. We are discussing. Well, let, don't, don't don't let me tell you. Here's a quote from Luke Skywalker himself to tell you what we're talking about this week. The Jedi are romanticized, deified. You strip away the myth and look at their deeds. The legacy of the Jedi is failure, hypocrisy, hubris. That's not true. At the height of their powers, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise, create the Empire, and wipe them out. There he is. Uh, as kids growing up watching the original trilogy, the Jedi were, for me anyway, the Jedi were the heroes. They were untouchable, um, unswayable, infallible. But the prequel trilogy showed a different side to this. The Jedi... Mm. Jedi were f- failures, basically. Was it more than just having their judgment clouded by the dark side? And that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. Luke Skywalker himself said it, whilst Obi-Wan stuck to his belief that the Jedi were actually guardians and peacekeepers. He thought they were the white knights of the galaxy. In A New Hope, he says, you know, for a thousand generations, the Jedi were great. Uh, we, we, we think otherwise, or at least that's what the evidence we've got is. So, Blilo, the legacy of Jedi is failure. First thoughts on that statement. You know, I love the use of the word romanticised in that, mate. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I love that word is because you don't know what you got until it's gone. Right? That old, that old saying, you know it, right? I do, yes. It, it's as popular as easy like Sunday morning. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the way it is. This is the way. Um, but no, things do get romanticised when when they're gone. You know, like the Roman culture, Greek culture is romanticised. Mm-hmm. Um, and historically, we, we have many, many, many different stories of how people look back at stuff and romanticise them. One of the um, first things I think of is when the Jews left Egypt with Moses, right? Mm-hmm. They, left, they left Egypt with Moses and the Jews were rescued from being slaves, from building pyramids... Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> a few months later, they're like, oh, actually, Miss Egypt. Yeah, do you know what I mean? People yeah, yeah. romanticise stuff. They get nostalgic about stuff. They make thing. They think that things are better then or whatever, right? Whereas in, in, in reality, things could be done differently. Mm. And usually it, it takes someone who is quite wise, quite well-read, quite balanced, has a lot of wisdom that usually comes with age. Someone like Luke Skywalker who can look back and say, actually, that one, the tales you've heard, there were some brilliant things, some wonderful things the Jedi did, but they weren't perfect. They weren't all Mm -hmm. that. And that is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and remember that between after Return of the Jedi, Luke, I've got to remember his name, Luke Skywalker, not Blywalker, Luke Skywalker, spent (laughs) decades running around the galaxy studying the Jedi, finding their relics and their history, their lore, and more about them. There's an in-universe book that Luke wrote where he's coupled together writings of the Jedi and blah, blah. So it's coming from a man who's devoted his life, basically, to finding out more about this order that he belongs to. 
And, you know, he's can't eat, but from what he's seen, he thinks the legacy is failure. Why? Because at their height of their power, they let Darth Sidious rise up and destroy them. And to be fair, as, as a starting point then, that is actually a fairly good bit of evidence. The fact that Palps rose up and destroyed them is part is a key reason to why their legacy is failure. Because it wasn't, but then it because it wasn't just a Jedi he hoodwinked Palps. It was the Senate, governors, military folk. Palps managed to, you know, hoodwink the entire galaxy. But you know, he was working alongside the Jedi the whole time. He managed to manipulate them into, you know, he managed to, like it's like chess. He managed to position the pieces of the Jedi into parts of the galaxy where he needed them to be at specific points so he could enact his plan, whether that was with Padme or in the Senate, or of course luring, seducing Anakin to the dark side, which is something else we'll mention, I'm sure, is how they mismanage Anakin. But the fact that Palpatine managed to, a one man, managed to take down an entire order, you know, with help, but that's, for me, one of the first parts of the evidence here. Yeah, yeah, mate. It's... And and this is something that when when I was a kid, I looked at the prequels, I looked at the original trilogy, and I loved the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I and and they are painted as the good guys. It's not until when you get a bit older you realise, oh wow, there is some complexity here. You know, the the guys with the blue and green and and one purple lightsaber mm-hmm. aren't just goody goodies. You know, things aren't black and white. And yeah. That actually is a testament to the storytelling that came with the prequel trilogy. And you got to give George Lucas that. you got to give Lucasfilm that. It brought these more complex themes of not just good and bad. But then again, the environment was different. In the original trilogy, we got an empire who are, they, they, they rule through tyranny and, and fear, you know? Whereas in the prequels, the, 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 the state, of the galaxies is is really different it's mm-hmm. very different and for the average person you know you probably don't know who to trust you probably don't know who to trust and that isn't just normal people themselves you know this is jedi themselves who don't mm-hmm. even who aren't even sure on the old jedi order you know trick Matty boy, I've been, thanks to Disney Plus and the official release of Disney Plus in the UK, I mean, come on, man, that deserves We finally got to watch The Mandalorian. We finally, yeah, wink, we finally, <laughs> wow, it's so good. It's so good. So, so good. good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, mate, so I, it's just, we, we said it um, in between uh, the, the shows that it's so easy for us to just, like, resume pause any star wars film or series on disney plus it's so easy you know beforehand Mm -hmm. if i just wanted to watch a scene from rogue one you know i've got to go to my cupboard i've got to get out the (laughs) blu-ray i've got to put it in i've got to fast forward to the bit no 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 disney plus a bit boop bang there mate i can leave yeah it's great so i've been i've been re-watching a bit of clone wars and i (laughs) and um you know, you really do see the hypocrisy and the bureaucracy, you know, the, the over, over engineering of the Jedi order in the Clone Wars as well. And that's, again, that's an echo of the prequels. But there was this episode that I watched, mate, that, that, that came to my attention. I told you about it, but it's, it's the arc. I think it's series five or series six. No, it's series it's five. The last series, yeah. 
it's I, I think I think it's series five where oh yeah sorry yeah. Yeah, ah- Ahsoka gets uh, banished from the Jedi Order, but basically she she's um like she she's accused of murder. She didn't murder no one. Was um, it blowing up the temple, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't her. Basically, it was this other Jedi called Barris Offi, and um she did it. But the point is, is that the Jedi thought it was Ahsoka. There wasn't enough evidence against her. There was some from a certain point of view, but they they assumed. You know, it's it's like they thought first. They didn't feel. They didn't. They didn't meditate on it. They just thought and did. You know, which isn't what we're we've been taught is the Jedi. You know, that's not a Jedi way of doing things. And it turns out Ahsoka was innocent, right? And this Barris did it. But anyway, so Barris is um she's called to the Senate. She's called to um to to like this court. Palpatine's there, and she's giving this speech. I did it because I have come to realize what many people in the Republic have come to realize, that the Jedi are the ones responsible for this war, that we've so lost our way that we have become villains in this conflict, that we are the ones that should be put on trial, all of us. And my attack on the temple was an attack on what the Jedi have become, an army fighting for the dark side, fallen from the light that we once held so dear. This Republic is failing. It's only a matter of time. Listen to that, mate, for evidence. I mean, that's evidence, isn't it, Matty Boy? What What do you think about about that? Because you've got this young girl, you know, she's a Jedi, and she she can see the Jedi Order for what it is. Yeah, and she's and she's within it, so she's in the uh, Order, so she can see it, you know, crumbling or rotting from within. But she's also speaking for, you know, the Republic, you know, the galaxy are, are seeing you guys for what you really are. And basically she's saying that the only ones who can't see that are you blinded fools. Of course, Palpatine's sitting there giggling the whole time thinking, aha, I've got a plan at my sleeve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's when we grew up, these guys were deified, you know, these these were heroes. And then the prequels come out and then the Clone Wars comes out and starts fleshing more and more stuff out. And you start to think, Hold on, maybe maybe these guys were completely flawed. And then you hear what uh, Barris said in the in her trial. You know, she's literally no holds barred. You know, you you've become everything you swore to to not be. Nobody trusts you anymore. This is what the galaxy, the galaxy, and the Republic. They're they're all seeing this now. Uh, and on your point, yeah, they're not they're not they're use they're not using the force yeah. how they should be. They're not they're not feeling like you said letting the force guide them they're trying to you know they're trying to manipulate the force or use the force or and that to how they feel it should be used and this whole accusation against ahsoka it's there's so many examples of them assuming things or not or not um seeing go looking into things more and more or literally being handed things on a plate and this is this is one of them in, in in a courtroom one of their own you know, in in other instances, it's a it's a Sith Lord who's telling them, or it's a clone, or it's Fives telling Anakin about Order sixty six during the Clone Wars. In this case, it's one of their own who's gone to such terrorist measures of blowing up their own temple to get to get the message across. And you know what? It didn't work. The message didn't get across. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And for me, there there is a word that is kind of missing, but 
from from Luke's message, but it's kind of implied, and it's it's implied in a lot of um, other clips in the prequels throughout the Star Wars story in Clone Wars, and even now in the sequel trilogy. You know, the the Jedi should be somewhat neutral. You know, not always. You know, these aren't monks; they do have lightsaber laser swords, right? You know, but you know, th- this is a defensive weapon, not offensive. Okay, and and it can be used as either, obviously, which is why it is important to take note of who is holding this weapon, right? Yep. Yep. But but this one thing that always gets me, man, and and this is something that I think as an adult Star Wars fan you really appreciate is that you have um the 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 Jedi getting like all up involved in the politics. Yeah, man. Right? Neutrality yeah. and politics. They, you know, that is not a thing. That is not a thing. You know, you can't be political and be neutral. You can't be neutral and be political, right? It, mm-hmm. And 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 the Jedi became too involved in way into one side, way into one side of of the political galactic spectrum, and that was, of course, the Republic. Yeah. And it, there there were even instances where, like, the Jedi were just like, well, you know, if if that fails, if X, Y, Z fails, you know, we can lead the Republic for a, for a, for the meantime. Do you know what I mean? That, which is crazy. They were going to stage their own coup, basically. You know, if perhaps, well, this is what key, this is what Mace Windu and Key Addy Mundy said about it. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. The dark side of the Force surrounds the Chancellor. If he does not give up his emergency powers after the destruction of Grievous, then he should be removed from office. Jedi Council would have to take control of the Senate in order to secure a peaceful transition. To a dark place, this line of thought will carry us. Mm. Great care we must take. Uh, yeah, there you go. Just like Master Blyer, of course, says. If Palps doesn't give up his power, he should be removed from office. And how are they going to remove him? Well, they're going to st- bowl into his office with lightsabers. You know, in the name of the Galactic Senate, Senate whatever it is, you are under arrest. It's treason then. So basically, their their form of removing him probably would have been yeah to arrest him, or you know if there was any kind of scuffle, worse. But the idea, like you said, that these peacekeepers, you know, guardians of the galaxy, you know, these spiritualists, were actually plotting, basically saying if he doesn't if he doesn't come, we will stage a coup, and actually, oh no, we'll just have to take over the Senate for the time being. Yeah. You know, we'll have we'll have to have complete government governments and rule over everything and who's to say that they would have they may have quite enjoyed having that and they may have held on to that power for a bit too long as well like Palps did it's and I mean Yoda does say you know to a dark place this may take us but they were st- but they were absolutely contemplating it Mace and Mundy were the two and there's a few other ones as well but those two are they were right schemers they were Mace Windu man he's yeah, a dodgy Mace boy and he was a dodgy boy. And and let's let's make this clear again, people. The Jedi have good intentions. Mm-hmm. And the important thing to remember here is that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't undermine or change the teachings of the Jedi. Yeah, the the scene in Empire Strikes Back where Yoda is teaching Luke marvelous things, you know, that that yep. Luke learns from, you know, that that the viewer, that us, me and you, listener, yeah? Yeah. 
you can take stuff that you that, that is mentioned in that scene in empire strikes back and apply that to life and it's good advice it's not yep. it's not like you know you can't live every day by it and every scenario by it but it's, it's good advice right it's yep, good stuff and that's the issue is that maybe in that era in that period you're looking at just the good stuff you're looking at the romanticized part of it mm-hmm. because when once the jedi starts getting involved in all this political stuff all this political biz these this war we've not even mentioned the war yet and the mm-hmm. arrogance that went into that but once they get right. their, their their faces involved in that stuff you know they can't help themselves because of course you can't because you're not being neutral you are taking one side. Of course you're going to side with the Republic. Of course you're going to think you are the rightful protectors of the Republic. And if necessary, you should intervene, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, of course you're mm-hmm. going to think that. The thing is, the Jedi, though, are thought about... Most people now think of the Jedi as, you know, backflip, backflipping, lightsaber-wielding, you know, fools-taking-down heroes, when, in fact, the Jedi aren't that. They're not there to to spread violence or anything like you say. They're they're down the middle. They they just belong to their own order. You expect you expect Luke Skywalker to walk out with a laser sword and take down the whole First Order. Exactly, and how exactly. how Luke dealt with that was was the Jedi way. There was no violence, and no nobody got nobody was harmed in the filming <laughs> production of Luke's Force projection. But like. Just, just hearing about like the war. You say you can't be neutral in a war if you're going, if you're signing one side. You know, if if you are that aligned with one side, you've picked your side. You can't then try and backtrack and you know try and take the moral high the high ground. Um, you haven't got the high ground. You can't do it. And I mean, you said we mentioned the war right back in the Phantom Menace. Qui Gon on Tatooine. They go to pick up the Chosen One, which is the prophecy of the Jedi. Which again may or may not have been a good idea to have that. Or to believe in that, but they they found this chosen one, and then firstly the Jedi, rightly or wrongly, kept the council aren't fully sold. They're like, "Are you sure about this?" Because you know, it's a big it's a big thing to say, but they still don't ever warm to the idea. But on the way back, as we know, Qui Gon is jumped by Darth Maul. They have their wicked duel on Tatooine. He goes back to the council, and he goes back and immediately reports by the way he was fighting and the technique and the weapon. It was this was you know this was a Sith, and immediately um, listen to this voice clip and look how long it takes for Kiani Mundi to say impossible. He was trained in the Jedi art. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. Impossible. The Sith have been extinct for a millennium. I do not believe the Sith could have returned without us knowing. Ah, hard to see the dark side is. We will use all our resources to unravel this mystery. We will discover the identity of your attacker. May the force be with you. Did you catch it? Literally within quite gone as we finished breathing his sentence and Kiadi Mani's jumped in. Impossible. If the Sith had returned, we would have known about it. And yep. and uh, Mace is like, uh, I don't think the Sith would have returned without us knowing. We would have known about it. That's impossible, even though you were there to fight him. We, you know... We would have seen this coming. It's that short-sighted view, that yeah. you know. This is you know. Do they say that the the Sith only think inward and feel inwardly, and Palps, you know, even says, you know, and, and the Jedi don't. You know, the Jedi do. In, in moments like that, they weren't willing to believe. You know, actually, you know, if the Jedi Council can't feel it, then you know it must not be true. And 
just before before I pass it over, just again to say what Luke said, this isn't. We love the Jedi. It's in the bashing session of the Jedi, but Star Wars sessions, isn't it? We see both sides of it. Oh yeah, and the, we wanted to pull out that statement from Luke. So the um, Jedi are the good guys, you know. The but Jedi like, are the good guys, and they have their flaws. And we're just here to basically say, you know, the the biggest flaw that they their biggest flaws. Look what look what came off it. The Empire. Yeah, yeah, precisely. You know, and and you know, we we're looking at a history or a bit of the Jedi that is poisoned that isn't right that is corrupt and is uh blinded yeah so and that's not to say the whole that 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 council cancels out like the whole other history of the jedi which is why i'm really excited for the high republic stuff because Mm -hmm. i think that will be a more pure and a more real um what's the word i'm looking for representation representation of the jedi of what the Jedi should be, just yeah. as much as like Luke was figuring that out. Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi was figuring that out. You know, we've just we've just uh, mentioned the fact that you know he's not going to just come out and kill everyone. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not what the Jedi is. And this this takes me to like a, a a trail of thought where in the Star Wars universe it must be bigger. It must be bigger because the reason. The chosen one. The reason Anakin was given to the Jedi or given to 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 the the, the universe mm-hmm. was to balance everything out. The Jedi lost their way. So what happens? The chosen one is given to them and basically starts everything from from new. Right. So at the end of Revenge of the Sith, you got two bad guys because for for that time. For for a little bit of time, there has to be that evil. There has yeah. to be Vader. There has to be Palpatine, sadly. Because in Star Wars, that's how the universe goes. You've got two people on that side. Then suddenly, you have twins born. Now, throughout the prequels, you you don't hear them. They, they talk about a baby. Yeah, they don't talk about twins. This is a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away, people. You think they have scans to tell that you've got twins? Of course not. Not for a, not for a, 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 a renowned senator. Right, <laughs> so so magically and 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 like shockingly, like out of nowhere, twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, balance. Leia, Luke, Vader, Palpatine. Yeah, you Gosh. got you got the two people there, and that's that is the force. I, I feel it's an interpretation of the force, like almost restarting itself, almost saying, right, this is the clean slate. And move on from there. But what Luke was getting to, what what Luke Skywalker was getting to, was that you don't always have to chop down a load of fools or become political, whatever, to be a Jedi, to be a goodie. You can change the whole galaxy and the outcome of the whole galaxy without hurting a fly. And that is why Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, especially in the last third of The Last Jedi, is a tremendous tremendous depiction of what the jedi should have always been Mm -hmm. i absolutely agree and a lot of that was picked up as well from you what you mentioned about yoda and the empire strikes back that's almost yoda completing his arc almost because in the prequel trilogy he was just as much to blame he was just as blinded and just as arrogant as sidious says your arrogance blinds you master yoda and then when the empire strikes back he is a wiser sage Jedi. He is giving out his wisdom, what it is to be a Jedi. Luke picked it up and ran with it, then lost his way. 
And then in The Last Jedi, he is like epitome of the Order in that moment where he's he's saving what he loves by not fighting what he hates. See, Rose Tico. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and he, like you say, in the most pacifist way as well, he, he's not hurting anybody apart from Carlo Ren's ego. But, oh well, shame. And, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's not about pulling people, pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky or ripping fools apart like like the Guardians of Peace and Justice were doing in the prequels. They loved slicing those droids down or anyone who got in their way. Mace loved the idea of slicing up apart Palpatine. It's not what the the order was about, and it's not what we were led to believe it was about either. And um, yeah, the att- the attitude that they had was far removed from what we believe them to be, and what we saw in the Last Jedi. What we mentioned the belief that they know it all. The Sith return is impossible. When Joe Castanew says, um, "If the if you know if it doesn't exist in our records and whatever, then it simply does not exist." And oh then yes, snobs off. Sith lords are our speciality. Q Kenobi getting mauled by not mauled by every Sith Lord he comes up against. Even when he says things like, Why do I sense we picked up another pathetic life form? You know, he's saying that about a Gungan and a young human being. It's like they're very dis- very dismissive. And then listen to listen to what listen to the way that they absolutely just shut down Padme. Renowned Senator who didn't have a scan. Listen to this. Do you have any idea who is behind this attack? Our intelligence points to disgruntled spice miners on the moons of Naboo. I think the Count Dooku is behind it. He is a political idealist, not a murderer. You know, my lady, Count Dooku was once a Jedi. He couldn't assassinate anyone. It's not in his character. And guess who it is? It's Mace and Mundy again. They're basically, you know, she's saying, I think Count Dooku may have been behind this, you know, trying to blow me up. Nope, wouldn't have been him. He used to be, and this is the key bit, Count Dooku used to be a Jedi. It's not in his nature. You know, they're this just holding on to this moral code which they don't even adhere to themselves. It's it's mind blowing, man. From what from what we were led to believe. Yeah, and it's also a product of environment. You know, you got a temple down on Coruscant. They're all in this one place. A temple. They're, they're in this like city, right? This city planet in the middle of the galaxy. You know. It, it wasn't where the ancient Jedi temples were. It was built on a Sith temple for, for you canon, yeah. canon geeks out there. Um, and also, you know, it, it reminds me of that scene in Star Wars Rebels, you know, where the, the phenomenal scene where Darth, uh, or not Darth, just Maul and, and Kenobi are having their final duel in, oh, in the desert on Tatooine. And um, the reason Kenobi lights his his lightsaber is because he's being defensive, right? He's 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 already starting to figure out that maybe the past wasn't right, but anyway, there's nothing he can do now. He just has to protect Luke. But he's in a defensive position. Maul mentions Luke. He ignites his lightsaber. They have their duel. Maul goes down, right? It's it's very quick, like a samurai fight, mm-hmm. and. Maul says to him, you know, is he is he uh, the chosen one, right? Yep. And Obi-Wan says, yes, he is. And, of course, we know it's it's not. But the point there... They're referring that, to Luke, aren't they? They're, they're referring to Luke Skywalker, yeah. You know, uh, sorry if that wasn't clear, yeah. Because Obi-Wan is on Tatooine protecting Luke at that mm-hmm. point. Um, and Obi-Wan believes, sincerely believes... Luke is the chosen one because he's thinking, well, it can't be Anakin because I trained him and he goes and kills kids. 
Yeah. <laughs> it can't, it can't be him. It can't be yeah, that dude. Something wrong with that lad. Yeah. Something a little wrong, which, hey, fair enough. Fair enough. You're not gonna think that. You're not gonna think that, Obi-Wan. But it's not <laughs> until obviously, you know, he sees Return of the Jedi. He's a force ghost there. He sees that, you know, his, his boy, his, his Padawan, Anakin was the chosen one and did bring balance to the force. And, um, you know, the reason Obi-Wan thought that was because it was his environment, right? His, <laughs> his, everything he'd gone through, his experiences, environment, and all of those things contributed to what was really a bad state in the Jedi Order, a bad uh, blip of history in the Jedi Order. And of course, you know, we can't say, we can't point the finger at the Jedi and say it was all them because it wasn't. They were manipulated by Palpatine. They were, you know, used as as chess pieces in, in a political game. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the idea is here, people, is if they were neutral, if they were guardians of peace and they loved justice and they, they kept all of those things, they would never have been manipulated like that in the first place. There it is. And also, I mean, you mentioned, um, you mentioned the chosen one just now. They had the chosen one on their books. You know, they'd signed him as a free agent in the transfer window. Chosen one, Skywalker, Jedi, <laughs> right wing. Um, so they've got him and the mismanagement of, Anakin, because no. now they they kept saying no, he's too too old, he's too old to train. Again, they weren't willing to open their minds, even though he was a chosen one. They were like, nah, too old. So maybe was that out of fear, jealousy? Who knows what it was at, or was it just because they were sticking to their rules? But I mean, how many times in the films did we see, especially in Sith, Anakin would, especially tell Yoda of his fears. He'd say to Yoda, you know, I'm having premonitions of the people around me dying, and Yoda is just like, you know. You, you got to give it up, man. You got to let it all go. You know this this kind of le- way of thinking leads to jealousy, which leads to um, th- th- this commitment leads to the dark side. Blah blah. Was he wrong? Don't know. Maybe I think the way that they handled him pushed him to the dark side. But there was obviously many more, much more to it than that. Obviously, Anakin had to lead live a secret life because obviously he couldn't risk his marriage to Padme getting out or some of the other things he was doing. Obviously, the pregnancy as well. <laughs> so the way they handled Anakin, that went a long way as well to to their own failure. Because had had they been neutral, but also been dare I say slightly open minded, or yeah. more willing to listen or to adapt or help, maybe Anakin wouldn't have felt the need or the pull to the dark side as much, and this whole empire malarkey could have been could have been you know completely erased. Wouldn't would, would never have happened. So there were so many things that happened which is what the prequel trilogy is all about. From one to three, it was the rise and fall of Anakin. But there's so many moments you can pinpoint where you think, you know, if you'd handled that differently, you know, Council or Obi-Wan, these things would have been an awful lot different. So having the Chosen One go to the dark side is entirely their fault. For me, I think it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was again, certainly a massive, a massive factor massive factor is he wasn't nurtured enough and this is um something that i've always been a fan of is that that qui-gon could kind of see that you know qui-gon was was, similar wasn't he yeah qui-gon could kind of see from the start that the jedi order wasn't like in its best place but he did the right thing he he didn't necessarily just leave it point blank and go do you know what this ain't for me you guys are morons or 
do you know what? You guys are morons. I'm going to be a Sith. You know, he, he, he was in his head, he was doing a right, doing the right thing. And in, this is what a Darth Maul and the Phantom Menace is so important to the story is because this probably Vader and this Skywalker saga wouldn't probably never have happened if it wasn't for the death of Qui-Gon Jinn. Yep. Mate, you spot on there, mate. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's something that I think is, is forgotten. I know I forget it every now and then, you know, when watching, uh, the saga. Um, but it, it, it it's true. It's true. He was going to train him, wasn't he? He would have trained him in, because Qui-Gon in canon was offered a seat on the council, um, pre, just before the Phantom Menace, but he, he turned it down basically because he could see that the council had their own way of thinking and Qui-Gon was slightly more loose with the rules. He knew that he wasn't going to fit in because he knew that the members of the council would only accept a certain way of thinking. They were they were all part of the same group because they were all the same character. They all thought the same. He didn't fit in with that. Hence why he didn't take his seat on the council. He he said no. He didn't want to. He didn't want to take his seat on the council. Part of that was also for Obi Wan as well because he'd have had to give up his um, teaching of Obi Wan. But Qui Gon's always been like the Maverick. They call him the Maverick Jedi, who still stuck to the code. But was willing to bend bend that code slightly if needs be. And if he was teaching Anakin, I mean, how he would have thought about a secret marriage and pregnancy and all that, we'll never know. But I don't. I think Qui Gon would have been. He would have sat there and he'd have listened, and he would have advised. You know, it is hyperbole to sort of conjecture now to try and say he would have done this and he would have done this. But you got to think he would have been more of a. He would have been listening a lot more, and he'd have been yeah. a lot more accepting. Yeah. Again, whether he would have, you know, gone along with it, we don't know. But it's a great point because Qui Gon was, he was probably the perfect master for Anakin, someone who could probably understand him more and handle him a bit better as well. Because Obi Wan is, he's like pure Jedi. He is pretty, he is pure down the line. Even, even in Return of the Jedi, when he's still straight up um, lying to Luke's face, you know, you're, why didn't you tell me about Vader? Oh, I did tell you from a certain point of view. It even looks like, <laughs> mate, from a certain point of view, this is my governor. So even, like like I mentioned in A New Hope, he's like, you know, we were peace, guardians of peace and justice. You know, history says otherwise. In Jedi, Kenobi's still straight up clowning to Luke, and it's, you know, he's pure Jedi, but still leans to the wrong way, whereas Yoda seems to have learned from those mistakes of the past, I think. But Qui-Gon is spot on. If, if he hadn't have uh, passed in The Phantom Menace... Maybe the prequels would have been better story-wise because we might may have still had more, but his influence on Anakin would have been. He, I don't think he lets Palpatine have that much control over Anakin. No, no, no. I think I think you're spot on there, man. And I think this begs a question of going forward because you know I'm an advocate of. Yeah, you know, I want these films, these Star Wars films, to be set after the rise of Skywalker in the distant future. Yeah. Um, we don't know what's going down. Like we have, we have no idea. Is the High Republic just going to be uh, books, comics, and stuff? TV shows? I don't know. Don't know. No one knows. No one knows. Um, but listen, you know, like Matt, to, to summarize and to kind of like wrap this bad boy up into a nice, neat little little bag. How should the Jedi Order be going forward? Because we're assuming, yeah, let's assume right now, Rey Skywalker sets up a Jedi, um, an, a, a new Jedi Order post Episode mm. Nine. What? How does that work on a day on a day to day level? 
How how's that working? How's that looking? So Ray Palpatine sets up a Jedi uh... order. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think a lot of what the a lot of the Jedi code is like you've said and I've said. There's nothing flawed about having a code. You know, ways to live by to quote unquote better yourself. I think a new order, especially under someone like Ray, who is completely open-minded. I mean, she's not. I mean, yes, she is um, allied to the light side, but I think you know, I don't think she'd ever read a book and be like, "Right, I've got, I'm going to have to stick to these laws." And I think even even listening to Luke, because she should have Luke Skywalker in the ear as well. I think you'll have the same codes, but I think it'll be a lot more open. I think, for example, they'd be allowed to love and be allowed to have relationships and that. Because I think little force babies. Little force, little force babies, because that is how, you know, Luke almost kind of won in the end via love and compassion. That is how these wars are won in these films. So if the Jedi can embrace that and realise that actually it's not a bad thing, it's not going to take away, you know, having having dinner with your missus isn't going to take you away too long from your Jedi teachings. I think I think it would be. Does it take you away from your Jedi teachings, Matty boy? <laughs> well, I have slipped in, in in the last week or so of isolation, but um, <laughs> I think it would. I think it would be a lot more open minded. But of course, it depends on the state of the galaxy. If fifty years later, when Ray is what in her sixties, if there's another war, outbreak of another war, and and suddenly we've got another sort of prequel level amount of Jedi running around, do they then become warriors? And I don't know. That's that's obviously for me. That's kind of like the barometer at the end game. Is what happens if there's another war? What do these new Jedi do? Do they stand back and watch, or do they stay neutral? But I think day to day, it's just it's just loosening up those rules a little bit. Those all those orders have a code, have a way to live, yeah. have a way to better yourself, and you know, be the best version of you possible. But you know, be more open minded because had had they done that with Anakin or accepted Qui-Gon's way of thinking somewhat more, then maybe this whole this whole Skywalker saga would have only been a couple of films long. Yeah, that's true, man. And like I said earlier, they, they've not got lightsabers for, for like no reason. Do you mm. know what I mean? But yeah, that's a good answer. That is a good answer, What man. would you say? I, I think similarly. You know, they're, they're there to basically... Um, you know, move the the galaxy in a direction that is that is the most uh, balanced and the most peaceful. And I think the rise of Skywalker leaves us in a position um, where you know the the idea of balance that we thought after the Last Jedi or where the Last Jedi was going um, could be explored a little bit more. You know, that the idea of having one good, one bad, or you know, two middle. I you know, it could go in that direction. But I, I, I think it's in a position where you've got, you know, guaranteed a few hundred years probably of peace and justice and security. That's what I'm thinking anyway. So final thought then: legacy, the legacy overall from what we know in the in the canon. What are you thinking, mate? The legacy of the Jedi, although although historically, you know, there, there might be failure. Um, and there might be mistakes. The, the, the legacy is still that you can't just look at those things. You can't just mm-hmm. look at the, fa- the, the, the failure. You know, it was still a Jedi that saved everyone on crate. Yeah. You know, it was still a Jedi that killed Palpatine again in the rise of Skywalker. It was all the Jedi. It was all the Jedi. You know, it was, it, so it's still, despite the flaws, despite the mistakes, 
you know, they're still the goodies. And it doesn't mean that they're always going to be a, a perfect in an imperfect universe. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yep, I think they're. I think they've got a tragic legacy. I think because I think they are the good guys. I think they've always wanted to be the good guys and to uphold peace, justice, guard, um, guard the galaxy, the, uphold their code, and all that's good. And you know they just went down. You know they they were twisted and turned via a manipulative Sith Lord in in hiding, but also from their own at the time, like you mentioned quite well, at that poisonous time of their history, the wrong people were in that were in in the council the wrong people the wrong kind of states of mind were leading the way and that's what took them down this path and ultimately like you say it's jedi that saved them on crate that saved the resistance and relit the spark of the galaxy and it's all of the jedi which brought back peace and balance at the end of nine so um tragic but but pretty good still yeah well said mate well said Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Star Wars Sessions, the best part around. Star Wars Sessions, the best part around. Star Wars Sessions, the best part around. Yeah. Star Wars sessions, the best part around. It's over Anakin, we have the high ground. The Mandalorian and the child. It's time to shoot the galactic breeze now. Star Wars sessions, the best part around. From Man Luke on any platform. Spicy, so good in execution. You can sign up to the Patreon now. It's over Anakin, we have the high ground. The Mandalorian and the child. It's time to shoot the galactic breeze now. Star Wars sessions, the best part around. Damn. Well, we could debate this for a long time. And I think we did a pretty good job debating that. But one thing we didn't debate with... We didn't have a pint, so should we go to that dusty-looking drinking Ooh. hole over there, my man? Oh, let's do it. <sighs> Beefcake Bly, back again. Oh, you naughty, naughty boy. Welcome back to the Bantina, ladies and gentlemen. And please leave all your weapons at the door. Yes, like, like Maz Kanata says, no fighting, no nothing in this bar. Just have a little drinky poos and a little chat and maybe we can cuck some schemes. So, two Kef beers, please, barman. And you know what happens in a Bantina. We sit here with you guys, all of our all of our friends out there in the Star Wars Sessions world. We asked you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, for your thoughts on our main subject, so the legacy of the Jedi. And here's what you guys had to say. Yeah, we got a naughty little voice message from none other than Alex Jessup. Let's hear it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well in these crazy times. Uh, firstly, I'd just like to say uh, thank you to Luke and Matt for creating the community on Discord. It's really good to engage with all the fellow spicy listeners. Um, I was watching Attack of the Clones on Disney+, and all I could think about was Luke's quote uh, about the legacy of the Jedi being failure. You realise a lot of the things taking place were happening right under their very noses, especially that of the uh, Chosen One, Anakin, and his growing frustrations, which they didn't manage very well at all. Perhaps the Jedi Code itself is failure, and they should have learned to adapt. In the opera scene of uh, Episode 3, Palpatine to Alakin uh, says about the fear of losing power, and that this is a trait the Jedi display. Alakin says that the Sith think only inwards and about themselves, and the Jedi don't. It's quite rightly Palpatine's reply. With no threats and the Sith apparently being extinct for a millennia, Palpatine was able to achieve all he did so easily and quickly, and right in front of the Jedi. 
The Jedi Council are a bloated, self-righteous dictatorship that demand full obedience. It is no wonder they were destined for failure. Oh, mate, that is, that is filth. That is <laughs> filth. There is going to be so much reference to either the prequels or the last jedi in this but yeah thank you for sending that in alex you naughty boy um obviously he talks about you know the failures and especially um after watching attack of the clones on disney plus shout out um the management of anakin a a lot of what we've already already spoken about Mm -hmm. um but there was something that we've not mentioned already in revenge of the sith uh palpatine says that fear um about the fear of losing power and you know he 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 says the point that you know what are the jedi any different to the sith mm-hmm. you know yeah, it, yeah. it's a great point it's such a good point and the truth is is at their core of course the jedi are different but at that point were they much different were the jedi being what they should have been were, were they underperforming so yeah man spot on spot on alex Yep, what a lad. And that final that final barrage from Jessup. They're a bloated, self-righteous dictatorship that demands full obedience. It's no wonder they were destined for failure. I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I've just had to put the fires out because that was a burn and a half. But at that point in their history, they were bloated. They were self-righteous and it was a dictatorship. It was, as we've discussed, and some of the things, even the things that we haven't discussed, which would probably be put up going forward, you know, it was their way or the highway. This wasn't the way. Uh, so at the time, they were destined for failure because, like we said, the wrong people were in the wrong seats. You know, the wrong people were in power. So, Jessup, mate, great shout. Thank you very much for that, mate. Uh, moving on to the not voice messages, the written messages. Brock Bellinger, King, legend, said, Luke Skywalker was right to a degree about the legacy of the Jedi being failure. They were entangled in a war that went against their duty of being guardians of peace and justice, and the Order was easily manipulated by Palpatine. However, the Jedi are reborn, so their legacy is ultimately both. Well said. And Dave Mm. Dunn, local boy, huh? He said, I've got to say, watching Revenge of the Sith when Mace, Fistu, Tin and Kolar bowled into Palp's office, I was expecting an all-blazing, mouth-watering jewel. But watching Palp skewer those fools like they were onions and peppers and a barbecue chicken kebab was so disappointing. Watching the Jedi literally fall in that scene really hit me hard as a kid. Yeah, they got absolutely done. They got handed, man. They got absolutely handed. Up next, we got a cheeky voice messenger. Uh, the messenger. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. Message. We got a voice messenger sending us a voice message. It's none other than Emily Bonner. Hey, Star Wars Sessions. It's Emily Bonner from the US. I live in the middle. Don't worry about where. I love talking about how much I don't like the Jedi Order. I am firmly a believer that they are an extremist terrorist organization who kidnap babies, brainwash them into thinking that their dogmatic orthodoxy is the only way to live in the Force and to use the Force and experience the Force. And if you spend that much time in an ivory tower telling other people how to live... It's no surprise that someone can sneak up behind you and crumble your world out from under your feet. Um, I could go on and on and on about how much I don't like the Jedi Order, but um, I'm interested to see what everyone else says. So thanks, Matt. Thanks, Luke. Talk to you guys later. Bye. What a lass. 
What a lass. Yeah, okay. So again, she's, you know, she's not, she's not wrong. You're spot on, Emily. You know, again, it's not to say that the intentions weren't good. You know, I believe that there are many, many politicians out there. You know, they mean well. They mean well. They're trying to do the good thing. They're trying to make their place a better place. They're trying to make their country a better country. Or maybe they're trying to make the world a better world, you know. But when it comes to the practicalities of that, uh, that's a different thing. So, yeah, thank you very much, Emily. Yep, thanks. And Emily has said she's got a lot and lot and lots of thoughts and written words about the Jedi. So, Emily, please do send them in because from here on, Emily Bonner says the Jedi are an extremist terrorist organisation. However, the evidence <laughs> you give is compelling. They did kidnap babies. They did brainwash them into thinking their way was the only way. And yes, they have. They spent a long time up in their tower telling people how to live. So yeah, Emily, please do go on with that because I'm interested in your thoughts and I imagine a lot of our listeners are going to hear that and be like, whoa, I want to know more about that line of thinking. So Emily, you're a legend. Thank you for that. We had Anime Addicts for Life. I wonder what they like. They said... Their failure was embracing one side of the force and not both. To be in balance and to truly be peaceful, you must embrace the force as a whole. But limit yourself from going to either side. Basically, every Jedi should have been a great Jedi. That's interesting. And Stu Janssen said, I mean, I mean, he, Luke, wasn't wrong. I mean, he wasn't wrong. The whole theme of The Last Jedi is to move on. Take the parts of the Jedi that worked and remove mm. the parts that didn't. Move on. Preach. Preach it. Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, man. He just keeps growing on me. He keeps growing on me. Up next, we've got a legendary voice message from our own Italian stallion. It's Andy Monza. Let's hear it. Well, hello there, guys. This is Andrea from Italy. Um, Let's reflect for a second on the famous, very famous sentence, only a Sith deals in absolute. This is a Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, sentence, and uh, it comes from a guy that dealt a lot in absolutes with, uh, within his life. So yes, this, I think this is the whole point. Um, there are a lot of good things about the teachings of the Jedi, but when, when they become absolutes, when they become dogmatic, then they become very wrong. And that's that what made the, the Jedi Order fail in the end. So it's all about the grey areas and all about making it your own path, the path of the Jedi. This is it. Cheers, guys. Whew. Oh, mate, again, again, back at it, back at it with, with the truth bombs over here. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Andy's reiterated what the what we've been talking about for the, nearly an hour, you know, that, yeah, the Jedi didn't get it all right. And they're not going to get it all right because they aren't perfect. You know, they're not run by perfect people. Rey is not perfect. Luke Skywalker was not perfect. Obi-Wan weren't perfect. So, um, yeah, and Andy, it is lovely to hear your voice from Italy, man. It's, it's lovely to hear everyone's voices in this crazy time. So thank you for sending that in, dude. You're a king. Cheers, Andy. And I agree. That is what's wrong with the Jedi. They weren't open-minded enough. And the final written messages we got from the sackful we got, Martin Mead, local boy, huh? Said, I think because the Jedi were adamant in keeping to their traditions and rituals and not moving with the times when the Sith were adapting and changing led further to their demise. It's interesting. Being closed-minded and with a lack of clarity in the Force led to the Jedi's failure. The dark side clouds everything. 
If only Yoda learned the valuable lesson to unlearn what you have learned sooner, perhaps the Jedi would have adapted and changed their ways. Yes, yes, yes. And Dan Alex Hales, what a lad. He said, I think one of the biggest mistakes that the Jedi made was with Ahsoka, like Luke said. Although Key Addy Mundy said that Anakin and Ahsoka weren't going to be suspects about the temple bombing because they were away. However, the moment they thought that she was the bomber, they just turned on her in an instant and made her an outsider and nobody believed her at all. It just shows that they don't rely on the Force for anything anymore, just assumptions. Mm. Spot on, man. Spot on. And it is so nice to hear all of these comments, all the voice messages. You know, we got a lot on this topic. We got a lot of stuff come in. You know, people were really vocal about this one. We got we got voice messages from regulars and from from other people. We couldn't, we can't include them all because as well, you know, it's pretty much like that. We're all in agreement and we're all we're all saying pretty much the same thing. But thank you so much to everyone who sends in your comments, sends in your voice messages, and please keep communicating with us. Keep talking to us, especially during this this crazy timeness that's going on in planet Earth. Yep, I, I echo that. Thank you guys for sending them in. Do keep sending them in because it's the best part of our week hearing from you legends out there. Uh, speaking of legends, every week, as we know, we get uh, questions from our Patreons. If you join at the $3 tier, you get one guaranteed question a month for us and we will always answer it to the best of our ability. So for this month, we've exhausted all of our all of them and we're left. We maybe save the best lad till last. It's Paul Buckle, the man who rocks the R2-D2 shirt. What did Paul have to say, man? He says... So now that we have Disney Plus in the UK, what little gem have you been watching you hadn't seen before? I've been watching Star Wars Droid Tales. The humour works really well. Anyway, I've just chummed through uh, the Rise of Skywalker audiobook. Is that chummed or churned? Churned. <laughs> it's chummed through that, isn't it, mate? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is chummed? Oh, what does that mean? Uh, New word. <laughs> the thing chumming is, through this show. That's it. That's English, though, man. You can be like, yeah, I've chummed through the Rise of Skywalker audiobook. You can just be like... Um, yeah, mate. I've uh, Luke Bly said it. Yeah, you you could use that with like any words. You can be like, oh yeah, I've just um, We're going I'm trying to look down. for a word. Let me try and look. Yeah, I've uh, anyway. I've just grayed through the Rise of Skywalker audiobook, and you could <laughs> kind of go along with it, and you could be like, all oh, right, that's a new one. But yeah, I know you what work you it means. out in your head. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, he continues. Uh, I've just churned through the Rise of Skywalker audiobook. It's fantastic. We'll look at doing a couple of questions from it later. Thank you for sending that in, Paul. Uh, Matty boy, why don't you take that one away and uh, start us off? Oh, I'll chum through this one. Um, <laughs> as for the audiobook, mate, it is fantastic. It's better than the film. I said that in my review, and I don't mean that disparagingly. It was fantastic. Still a few flaws. Still some things which didn't quite work, but happy to take questions from me about that mate i loved that book as for um look little gem i've been watching um well the the tangled series i've had to watch that quite <laughs> this week because my nipper likes to watch it olaf's frozen adventure been watching that a lot because i've had to watch it um as for star wars do you know what i've been watching the extras on each film every film has got all like the dvd slash blu-ray extras on it which is mental you basically get the whole package i've been blitzing through some through those and i've been I've seen some which I hadn't seen before, and I'm a film guy. I love seeing behind the scenes and what's going on, how they create these things. 
So I've loved watching those. Droid Tales I haven't actually seen. So I'm going to check that out. Uh, I've also been watching The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which is very good. Oh, I highly mate, recommend that's that. sick. It's so good. I'm on episode... I'm on the one where he's going to talk about cosmetics. I'm going to watch that later on. But in terms of Star Wars, yeah, mainly just the extras on the on all of the films. Uh, but I'm going to look to get back into watching like the uh, Resistance. I'm going to try and watch that. Uh, Rebels as well. But also Joy Tales. The fact that you said the humour works really well. I'm going to check that one out, mate. May yeah, good shout. Um, from my side, yeah, likewise, Goldblum. I've been watching that. Well, good. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll level with you. I did mention it earlier in the episode. I've been watching Clone Wars because we've been working from home. I've found it just really easy to put on in the background, like with some of the animated you stuff. Chum through it. Yeah, mate. I've already uh, blazed through the first three chapters of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. <laughs> Um, but in, you know, if we're just talking generally, I will say this: there, there are two things I watched on Amazon Prime. I know, I know, not Disney Plus. Um, I watched on Amazon Prime. This is a couple months ago, but I think it's worth a mention. Um, but I watched a a reality show called "The Real Fans of the Saga." Oh, which yeah. is pretty funny about these fans that go to Star Wars Celebration in 2015 and whatnot. And it's yeah. it's literally filmed like the Real Housewives shows or Keeping Up With The Kardashians. So you've got like real scenes followed by like them almost narrating themselves in these like, interviews and stuff. So it, it's very good. Very you good. told me about that and I started to watch that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I then I, watch it. I also watched uh, one of the Ewok films. <laughs> the end of films um and I th- randomly that's on prime and I, I don't think the first one's on prime the second one is on prime so yeah that's on there as how did well. that work out it's interesting it's interesting <laughs> it kind of feels yeah it just feels weird and not in a good way it just feels very weird yeah very yeah. 80s it's like yeah it's very 80s it's like it's like a part of the return of the jedi that accidentally fell over and <laughs> while it fell over it landed on a uh used uh needle and <laughs> um and it and it ain't recovered matt it's done not well. recovered mate so that's that's the best way i can explain it strung out star wars so there's a there's a few examples for you, and then of course, in terms of we've been, we've had plenty of time to watch other stuff. We could be here all day with our isolation playlist. But Paul, mate, thank you for the question. I'll check out Joy Tales, and yeah, I we the Discord, Patreon, Twitter, Instagram. We'll happily all talk about the Rise of Skywalker audiobook or novelization for better or worse. So, if you guys want to get in a question or if you want to join our Patreon, head on over to patreoncom sessions. We've got a selection of tiers that start at just two dollars a month. And with that, from two from two dollars, you get every bit of bonus content. You get Jibber Jabber, my show every month. You get the Journal of Luke Bywalker, Luke shows every month. You get a pubcast when we're allowed out every month, uh, and other <laughs> stuff we drop as well. We we do giveaways. We do we, we we ask for your thoughts and stuff. We drop images behind the scenes of pubcasts and when we're recording videos of Luke being a beefcake. And we're going to put a few more bits up, and you know, in the next month or two as well. To, um, on there so check us out and if you don't want to that's just fine again we are just glad you're listening but if you want to wear us on your chest or anywhere else where can they they can wear our stuff from our mighty shop 
at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Go buy yourself a t-shirt and walk down the street, of course, once quarantine's lifted, and be the local cool guy. Zip, you will be a hero around those parts. And talking of merchandising and buying stuff and Star Wars selling out to kids, it's over to Curtis Smith with a greatest hits poem of his called Merchandising. Merchandising. Nesting on Octu in the cold, cute seal birds are ever so bold. Don't eat us, you plead, your ship has all we need. Disney smiles to think five billion sold. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. A soothing voice to soothe us through these times, and such is Curtis's aura, Freddy Krueger's afraid that one day Curtis Smith might get tired and take a nap. Oh... These keep getting better and better, man. These are like overtaking the bly pants. Always, Curtis, always a naughty, spicy, little American legend. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. It's the Star Wars Sessions game. That's right, people. You heard the music. Star Wars Sessions game. <laughs> just like that. It, it, just like that, guys. Live. We're, we're here and we're back. Blano Richie. Matty boy. I've I've got to ask you a question. Yes, mate. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm never sure I'm ever ready for these, but today I'm more than ready. Mate, you you better be flipping ready. This one is called Clone Wars or Clone Boars. <laughs> Interested, you've got I'm hooked. Yeah, mate. So this one in this week, obviously, it's my turn to host this week, people. Matty Boy is going to be given some titles. That's right. You know the uh, quotes, the opening quotes from Star Wars to Clone Wars? Oh, yeah, like Flash Up in Blue. That's the one. That's it. So I'm going to read out some. They're very Star Warsy people, <laughs> so you're, you're going to love this. Um, I'm, I'm going to read them out. I'm going to read out a few to you. And you have to tell me, is it Clone Wars or Clone Boars, right? So if it's Clone Wars, you're like, yeah, that's real. That was definitely on the show. If it's Clone Boars, it was, it's fake. Okay? Gotcha. I've just done a rewatch of all, all of the series. So that's I, what I should thinking. get this, but this yeah, will just show how much I listened. Well, I am ready, mate. Clone Wars or Clone Boars. That's it, mate. Right. Okay. So number one, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Number one, a secret shared is a trust formed. <laughs> oh, man. <it's... laughs> um, I just got an image of you scribbling these down this afternoon and coming up with all these quotes. Um, a secret shared is a trust formed. Um, I'm going to go straight up and I'm going to go for clone boars. <clears throat> no. Oh. That is actually the title or the quote that went with uh, episode 
22 from season one hostage crisis mate i like that episode it's where cad bane comes in is it yeah you, but hey, cad you tell me mate you and i love me some cad bane actually i love um, me cad okay so number two okay bad start yes a wise leader knows when to follow clone wars yes yes i remember that one that is uh hang on which one is that i've lost it hang on no it's from cat and mouse season two episode 16 cat and mouse this 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 research is incredible mate yeah i'm i'm loving it it's like i'm reading it from a list no i don't don't, i don't believe that yeah no don't be don't be crafty (laughs) don't it don't happen right so you got at uh, the moment you've got one right one wrong Okay. okay without humility Courage is a dangerous game of chess. <laughs> um, clone balls, specifically because I used the word chess. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's a fakey. It yes. It's a fakey. All right, mate. Thank you, mate. All right. So you got you got two out of three so far. Not the bad. next one. When destiny calls the chosen... Have no choice. It's deep, man. <laughs> Destiny calls the chosen have no choice. This is where you're going to tell me it's like a lyric from a Ariana Grande song or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. When uh, Destiny calls, the chosen have no choice. Um, choice. <laughs> I'm going to go clone boars. Do you want to know the answer? Yes. You're wrong. Oh. That is an actual quote from Water War, season <laughs> four, episode one, mate. So George Lucas and Ariana Grande have got something in common. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they know each other. Yeah, maybe she maybe she wrote the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. So two okay. out two and two, okay. That's it, mate. So two out of four so far. So the next one, our actions define our family and our family define who we are our actions define our family and our family define who we are um um sounds like something like what's that geyser called Lord Santeca said in The Force Awakens rest in peace Max von Sydow yeah uh clone balls that's right mate that is a made up one Yes. That is a dutty lie. So, okay, okay. So you've got, at the moment, you've got three out of five. That's not yep, bad. That's not bad. That is not bad Over at 50%. all. Over 50%. Mate, I'd take that. I'd, I'd take that. Right, up next, we've got never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem. <laughs> um... Whoever wrote that clearly didn't try queuing at Asda today for half an hour outside. <laughs> um, um, Clone Wars. That is true, man. Yes. I, dude, I never, I never, I didn't think you'd get that. Good uh, for even, you, man. That was partly a guess. But <laughs> I'm not, not going to pretend I remembered it. No, that's good, man. That, that is from uh, the episode "The Wrong Jedi" season five, episode twenty. Oh, that's the so that's, one we were just talking about. Yeah, the exactly. Bombing. Yeah, that's it, mate. That is it. So, okay, we got we got uh, four more. Okay, okay so you get four out of six. Yeah, you you you're doing okay, man. You're doing okay. good. Let's let's try and keep up the rate. A great student is what the teacher 
teaches the student to be. We are what they grow beyond. A great teacher is what the teacher teaches the student to be. Oh, I want to say clone balls because I want to. I want to believe Ryan Johnson came up with that idea. Final answer. Final answer is going to be clone balls. Clone balls. Yep. You're right, mate. Yes! You're right. It's not what Ryan Johnson wrote. It could be. It is it in another longer way. Line, but no, it is not true. It's kind of a spin on one of the ones that already exists. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Three more. The challenge of being a Gungan is to overcome corruption. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm going to go clone balls. Please yeah, tell me I'm right. right. That yeah. is right. Okay. The next one. The next one. Six out of eight? Six out of eight. Six, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, six He's out of eight. marking them. Okay, okay. So, what is lost is often found. <laughs> Pop the car keys. Uh, what yeah. is lost is often found. Um, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I've got to say clone balls. Oh, it runs real, over. Real man, can you believe that one? I think the reason I put I picked that one is that I think that's one of the worst. It doesn't seem like what is lost is often found. Not always, not often. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the <laughs> ratio is that high. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what's the maths on that? <laughs> yeah. Like George Lucas, Dave Flynn is like, I don't know if we should put this in, George. I'll put it in. Yeah, it, I, it looks good. I lose a lot of stuff, and if even if I don't find it, I'll buy it again. So it's pretty much <laughs> yeah. the same thing. It's found. It's found. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is that one from? Um, that is from the Lost One, season six, episode ten. Oh, from the that was the that was a Lost Mission, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it season six. Yeah. Good one. That was. Right. Okay. Last one, mate. You ready? I'm ready. Truth can strike down the fascists. Truth, uh, clone balls. You got it, mate. Yes, you got it. You yes. naughty boy. Do you yes. know what? That is respectful. Seven out of ten. I'll give you 70% that. Seventy percent isn't bad, actually. I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. That's a C plus. Well done, mate. That's not bad. I know. The, what, what, the whole time I was listening, playing, aside from trying to think, would that sound right on the screen? Look, right. Did you come up with them? Though the the wrong ones. Did you sit there and make them up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even more or, impressive then. Or I edited them. I edited existed ones to to maybe make them sound like Whoa. they were kind Schema. of Clone Warsy, but obviously not the fascists one or the Gungan. <laughs> but you never know. Or the Gungan. Hey, you never know, mate. You never know. I liked that game, and it was uh, it was kind of a point. Disney Plus. We've been speaking about the Clone Wars today. That's Good it, one, man. man. That's it. That's what I was thinking. Cheers. Give the Clone Wars some love. Yeah, give some, give it some love, and give those Gungans some love whilst you're at it. Always give a Gungan your love. Yeah, absolutely. Give them a wink and a nudge. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Check, wink, check wink. up on them. Check up on our loved ones, people, including yep. Gungans. Yes, yeah. You can't invite a Gungan around for dinner at the minute, but you can pick up the phone. Give them a call. Yes. It's not always what a Gungan feels, it is what they say. <laughs> yeah. I can't come up with a deep quote like as, as quickly as that. So all I Truth can say is hashtag can Gungan strike down the spectre of fear. <laughs> um, no, um, I'm struggling to come up with any here, so I hope you're not riffing <laughs> these, otherwise I'll seem really uneducated. 
brothers in arms are brothers for life. So like bad boys for life. <laughs> These are all Clone Wars quotes. <laughs> what are you going to do when they come for you? Bad yeah. cops. <laughs> um, I haven't even got any Lionel Richie songs here. Oh, yeah. what a feeling when you're dancing on the ceiling. He who faces himself finds himself. <laughs> yes. Did, did Dave come up with these or did George come up with these? Who knows? Who um, knows? All Clone night long. Wars? All night. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Clone Wars saved. That's it. Hashtag Clone Wars saved. Unfortunately, hash clash. Hash clash. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> sessions over. Sessions. Sessions over. And thank goodness for that because I can't talk. Hashtag sessions out. That's it. Episode 57 of the sessions. 57. It amazes me the higher that number gets. But we're done for this week. That's that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. So where can the world find us online, Master Blywalker? You can find us online at starwarsessions.co.uk on the interwebs. On Twitter at Star Wars Session. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter with no S at the end. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or a cheeky message to our email address, which is sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yep, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. And if you love the show, please do consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. We're on there. It's awesome. We look awesome. Uh, so if you have a spare 30 seconds, please drop us a review on there as well because it helps us more than you know. And as we've said time and time again, we love hearing from you guys week in, week out. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell everyone who's isolating. Tell your cousin, tell your Ewok, the more the merrier. The Kessel's spicier dab execution. Drink, 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 drink. Head on over to Tuskegee, Alabama and tell the real Lionel Richie that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke... May the force be with you. Always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Sith Lords are our speciality. Tell that to Country Club.